Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Mad Handle Podcast, episode number 11. Trade deadline, emergency edition. It's got to be my favorite time of the year, to be honest with you, because Twitter's going to be buzzing, Instagram's going to be buzzing, Just you're going to get alerts all over your phone. It's going to be great. Absolutely no work getting done. Zero. Just hitting refresh on the Twitter, getting all yep. my news from Woj and all the boys over at ESPN and all over. It's going to be fun, man. We got a lot of things to cover, too. Yes, and uh, I'd like to start off and thank Taylor Swift for coming in and helping us with this uh, trade deadline edition intro song. Um, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of, it really does. A lot of players are going to be butthurt, and they're never, ever, ever going to want to get back together with their teams. And honestly, we could flip that. I'm pretty sure in certain situations, coming from a Knicks fan, I know that I feel exactly the same way about KP. Yeah, and that's a great way to put this. Like, you know he doesn't want to be here, and right now I don't think we'll ever want him to come back. Yeah, there's no thinking about that. I don't ever want that a-hole back in the city. Especially in New York. Like, we don't take things lightly. It's not like we're going to want you back. Like, get out of here. Have fun in Dallas. Speaking right. of, KP reporting live from Dallas right now. This is the Manhattan Podcast's own KP. I don't want the <laughs> listeners to get confused. <laughs> KP's getting thrown around. A lot of K- um, by the way... I'm the oldest KP, so I'm the original KP. So if there's only one KP, and that's me. That's it. I like it. So uh, just to give a little backstory, um, Scott Perry and Steve Mills have reached out to us and uh, put Kev on an all-expenses-paid trip to Dallas to cover the opening press conference for Porzingis just to kind of get some, you know, some closure on the whole like situation. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty great. I mean, I got the email last week. I, I'm sorry, a few days ago, and they were like, um, you know, we want you to to head down. You know, you're such a great reporter. You're great with the media, great with the fans. Go hang out. Uh, see if you could catch KP out and about in town. And then, of course, we'll, we'll comp you with some tickets to the game for Dallas and the Bucks, uh, and try to make fun of him when he's, uh, you know, sitting on the bench because that's all he's been doing the past year and a half. So, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to the next report. I want to make sure that hopefully next next, uh, next episode we can have a little live in, maybe a little sound bite of you. Uh, yeah. The treatment. Definitely catch the Mad Handle podcast. I'll definitely be uh, posting some videos on our, Insta- in our Instagram account. It's uh, giving you a, a front row view of what the fuck's going on with KP in Dallas. Of Dingus. Dingus. Poor Dingus. Dingus. Is that the kid from Boy Meets World? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's Minkus. 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 (laughs) Fucking Mingus Porzingis. All right. What do you say we get started with? I mean, the topic that's been just completely tearing apart the NBA right now, and that's Anthony Davis and the Lakers, this whole potential fucking trade. So, we are filming this Tuesday night, February 5th, and as of today, this afternoon, 
we were informed that the Lakers have stepped out of the Anthony Davis trade the sweepstakes. Yeah, I mean, crazy, but I would too. I mean, they're they're giving up literally their whole roster. Plus, this is hardball. That's all this is. This is hardball. They're trying to make them realize that this offer is not like an offer that's just going to be there. Are are you set? You're saying hardball by the Lakers or hardball by the Pelicans? Well, it's clear hardball by the Pelicans, but by them not entertaining any offer. And yeah, which is insane. Like, what are you guys doing right now? I think this is a little bigger than the Pelicans and the Lakers. What and why so? I think that this is like a league-wide thing. Davis is a year and a half away from free agency. Yeah. And him and his agent are actively trying to f- to force him out of his current situation to a bigger market, to a team that they said they want him to go to. So, if, if Clutch pulls this off, this just sets a precedence for every player on a rookie contract or extended rookie deal, like whatever that is, moving forward because they can just go wherever they want whenever they want now. I get it. And I look at this at the, the other angle too. Like maybe Anthony Davis is trying to help New Orleans out. Like, Oh, don't give me that I'm shit. No, I'm just saying, just hear me out for a second. Right now, his, his, the market for him and what the return that they could get for him could never be higher. I mean, he does have a year and a half yet left on his contract. What's going to happen, you know, next at next year's deadline when he legit is a rental, a few month rental? They're definitely not getting. I mean, the package that the Lakers were throwing out before, like they're not getting that. And maybe, I mean, I understand it's a dickhead move by him to kind of just go and you know, we knew that he wanted out anyway, but like now you you know you're really setting the precedent and. It's all over the NBA. Players are doing it all over. So, you know, it, it really shouldn't be a shock. But I think that maybe he's trying to help them out a little bit with some of what they could get back for him. All right. I mean, I see where you're coming from as far as him saying a year and a half early that, listen, I want out. Get as, as much as you can for me now. Team has me on this deal for a year and a half. Um. <clears throat> I also think there's just other teams going on, you know? I think if Danny Ainge is in Dell Dems here, yeah, like, like hold wait, out, wait, hold for out. Me. Yeah. Whatever you do, I'll hold out. Because he could say whatever he wants, like whatever he wants. If Tatum's in, every unprotected pick I have is in. It's a different story. It comes to like summertime. Yeah. Uh, I, and right. what if Kyrie leaves? I don't think Tatum's going to be in that deal if Tyree leaves. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, all right, let's say this does go into the summer. Kyrie, let's say that, for the love of God, let's say Kyrie signs with the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Now you're looking at, all right, now the Lakers are the clear front runner to get him where they could, they could lowball the Pelicans now because they know they're not going to get Tatum from Boston because Boston's not going to trade Tatum now. They're not going to give up all you know, because they got rid of Kyrie. So, I mean, let me just read you the, the latest offer that, that the Lakers gave for Anthony Davis. 
Okay. It's going to be Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, uh, KCP, uh, Zubek, and two first-round picks. Meanwhile, the late uh, the Lakers will also be taking obviously Anthony Davis and then Solomon Hill's contract. That's insane. A colossal deal, man. That's fucking huge. I, how do you? Uh, the Pelicans don't even have that many rosters. I don't even know what you do with all the players that you're getting. Like, are you releasing your whole roster? And like, maybe that has to do something with this trade. But that's the whole Lakers core team. There, their young core is all gone. But if you're if you're Magic Johnson and Palenka, like this is what you have to do. You pussyfooted around with Kawhi and Paul George, and you didn't get your guys. And it doesn't seem like you're going to get – well, you're definitely not getting Paul George. And there is no more a Kawhi to L.A. rumors – or L.A. Lakers rumors, at least, I'm yeah. right now. Um, so, like, you're effectively, like, by not offering as much, you shot yourself in the foot. Yeah. But these guys would get guaranteed, and then now what? You're going to give up this year and next year of LeBron's four-year deal, so now half of his half of his contract was a waste. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I, I do think you're right there. And, you know, it's definitely in the back of their head that, like, hey, we didn't get these guys, and now, look, they didn't even, like, they didn't even sign with us. I don't even think Paul George visited with the Lakers. No. So, I mean – I guess they're going they, – I mean, they're putting up a crazy offer. Like, if I'm the GM of the Pelicans, there's no way I'm turning this down. Like, two first-round picks it is a lot. You got Zubek, KCP, Hart, Brandon Ingram, who I don't even think he's hit his potential, Lonzo Ball, the number two pick, Kuzma's been a stud. Like, what else do you want from the Lakers? That's all they have. That's all you're going to get. <laughs> I know. I, I, that's the thing. Like, that's literally all you're going to get from these. Like, who, do you want Rondo? Do you even want Rondo? Like, I don't get what the Pel- why the Pelicans are saying no. I just think that this offer, I think what they're thinking is this offer will be there come s- summertime. I think they're completely wrong about that, to be honest. Like, Summer comes around, so many things could happen. Players are going to switch teams like crazy. And you don't know if this same offer is going to be there because what if Kawhi Leonard signs with the Lakers? Why would the – I mean, yeah, I guess the Lakers would probably still give up the, this offer. But there's different things that can happen that will kind of detract this offer from happening again. I, I agree. But if everything works out how it should and don't have your Nick fan – brain yeah all all up in this unfortunately yeah Yeah. but Kyrie said he's going to sign back Boston's clearly a better team they're set up for the future better and if they can offer Jalen Brown and Tatum and a couple picks for Anthony Davis that beats this Lakers offer yeah I I, yeah you're right you're absolutely right so it's like I feel the like fear of the unknown. I feel like too. Like, what if that? Right. Does, you know. Yeah. And, and this offer, like, you're uh, 
You're getting two lottery picks plus two first-round picks and good players. Like, Kyle Kuzma is a good player. You know, Josh Hart is a good player. Like, you could definitely build around these guys and you have some – you know, I mean, you do have a couple of pieces there in New Orleans. But I think, honestly, I think if Dell Demps doesn't take this trade, I think it's going to really – it's going to make or break his, you know, tenure as a GM for sure. Now, another thing I was reading was one of the things they wanted back um, along with picks and trying to unload his salary was a player that has all NBA potential, whether that's first, second, third team, whatever it is. Yeah. Do those any of those players in that deal have all NBA potential? I feel like maybe Ingram. Like, he's still so young and, like, so fragile, but, like, he's still – I think he has a lot of room to grow. And this just might be the Duke fan in me, but I think maybe yeah. him. I mean, he's 21. His stats are good. I just – I really thought that playing with LeBron was going to make him a much better player and he'd make that leap. And yeah. he didn't really make the leap, which I think is kind of weird. It's also but not easy to play with him. Yeah, no, that's true. This guy does demand the ball in his hands and whatnot. But, like, uh, maybe if LeBron wants the ball, you give it to him. Yeah, I get it. Figure out however the fuck else to do something else on the court. I mean, one of the things that I read was that I think in order for this deal right here that, you know, we just talked about to go down is if the Lakers added two more first-round picks to this. Like, I get shooting for the Stars – but, like, the, I think that's why the Lakers are like, all right, like, if this isn't happening right now, then it's just not going to happen. You know, like, yeah. I think it's good that the Lakers stepped out right now because you're, you know, you're getting into a territory where you just might have, you know, you fucked your team for, like, five to ten years after this. How do we even get two more first-round picks? I have no idea. Maybe I think attach pick swaps? I'm assuming so, yeah. But even then, I mean, if they get AD and LeBron, they're, they're going to have a better record than the Pelicans. So you're not going to want to swap with the Pelicans. For sure, yeah. No, definitely not. And you can't trade back-to-back picks. And now we're t- we're going to talk, what, 2028 first-round pick? That's yeah. absurd. Yeah. Believe me, it, it's, it's definitely a, <laughs> such a weird – trade i mean you clearly knew from the get-go that the lakers were going to be aggressive but i think this is way too much to give up and i think it's crazy that the pelicans are even asking for more on this right now but it you know you're right this could just be them just being like hey let's wait for the summer and like let's see what boston has to say that's what i think that's what i think has to be it i don't think if you're going to ask me if this trade's going down by thursday i'm saying no Okay. I think they sit him for the rest of the year. They tank for the highest pick they can get, and they just they figure it out come summertime. I think I get that, and you know, speaking of tanking, they do have some other pieces there that they can move. So that's if I'm them, I am pivoting off this Anthony Davis thing, and I am taking calls on Holiday, Randall, and Meritage. Big time. I think you can get – you certainly could get a lot for Drew Holiday. Everybody knows that. You know, 
I've always thought he's been a good player, but the past two years he's gotten into like that all-star, you know, caliber type player. And I think you're really, you're you're selling high on him, which is good, you know, if for the Pelicans. And I don't understand why they would keep him around. I remember once Davis made the trade request, he was like, Davis is 95% of the reason why I re-signed here. Yeah. That's what Holiday said. So I don't think he's long for New Orleans. No, I think he's he's going to be the next guy that's like, hey, like, get me out of here. Yeah. And, you know, there's already some rumors swirling that, you know, Julius Randle could be, you know, had – I think he's only on like a one-year deal too. Yeah, he's got an opt-out. I think the team has has uh, has an option next year. Which is pretty – dude, I thought yeah. – I've always liked him as a player. And I mean, this yeah, I year. Think, he, uh, the whole Lakers thing freaked everybody out. Because mm-hmm. they let him walk. And it was like, why would you let this dude just walk? Yeah. I mean, and the dude has clearly proven this year that he's, you know, he's up there as like a possible all star. And I think he's going to get a huge deal this summer, too. Oh, yeah. I could see that. And of course, you do have Miritich, who. It's a good shooter. I think he'll he'll foot in to like any playoff team. So they could, you know, Dell Demps has some pieces that he can work with to kind of rebuild this team. Yeah. We'll see we'll just see what happens. I mean, Dell Demps, this is it, you know, like it's make or break here with these trades. Let's see what he could do. Exactly. This is the time. Don't fuck it up, Dell. Don't fuck it up, Dell. All right, what do you say uh, we move on to some news that we heard today? Yes, breaking news. Breaking news. Wait, hold on a second. Oh, is that a snap? (laughs) It's the sound of John Wall's Achilles. Boom, snap. Let's hear that one more time. Oh, did you get that? Oh, oh. Ooh, just keeps on snapping. Um, I'm sorry to laugh at somebody who tears his Achilles, but I'm sorry. How do you tear your Achilles falling in your house? Ah, dude, like, come on. Dude just had the worst couple of years. Like every t- ever since he, had that, he got that huge contract, it's all been downhill for him. And now he seems to be a player that is going like, to run himself. Kind of like that mellow treatment. You know what I mean? Like – his team, his teams are just not getting better with him. He seems to be that ball dominant player, and a lot of his teammates don't like playing with him. Yeah, that's and then the worst part of all of this is that his extension hasn't even started yet. Hasn't even started yet. I think I sent you this text before, right? Of his contract in the next few years. It's absurd. In 2023, he makes $45 million a year. The insane. Insane. Almost $50 million in one year. That, that's like soccer player contracts, dude. Like, that's not basketball player contracts. The Wizards haven't won over 50 games. I know, which is insane. This is such a weird roster. Their GM should be crucified. I mean, he's just giving out bad contract after bad contract. He, I don't know how he makes it out of this. I don't know how he makes it out of this. He honestly can't. I mean, 
I looked he's up there for over 10 years. They've never won over 50 games. He's made bonehead decision after bonehead decision. Yep. And I think, you know, sticking with the trade deadline theme here, you know, this trade just kind of brings them to attention to kind of be like, hey, like, what are we doing here? John Wall's going to now be out for 12 months. You know, Bradley Beal, who's like the centerpiece of this team right now, is pretty much, I feel like, their only really good player. And they oh, do. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, and they do have some players to move that could help out some contenders now. So, like, what do you think, man? You think they're going to just start unloading some players? I hope so. If this if this guy wants to save his job, I feel like it's the only smart, like, like basketball thing to do. Yeah, I definitely think so. I, I think you're stuck with some of these players, though. Like, I'm not sure where you can move Isle Porter to when he's making $26 million a year. But I feel like there are teams who are interested in a guy like that. Maybe like a just one of those like change of scenery type things. I think you're right. I think also it fits into maybe him going into like a, a, a small market where they know yeah. he's locked up already, you know? And you got to remember, Sacramento gave him that offer sheet. The Wizards just matched it. That's true, too. So there, there are, you know, other teams that were interested. But, I mean, then you got guys like Ariza, you know? Like, I'm pretty sure any playoff team right now would want a guy like that. They traded for him this year. They got rid of Kelly Oubre and the other dude. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's a yeah. <laughs> it's a good. I mean, maybe who knows? Maybe they could swing that into like a first rounder or, or something, you know, or, or a young asset. But I mean, just up and down this roster, I I'm trying to to think of players that you know can actually get something in return for them and. This GM really has not put together a good squad. I think Mark Keith Morris has some value. Um, Bradley Beal is the real guy that, that you're going to get an actual return for. Trevor Reese, it may be like a high second-round pick, something like that. Do you but Otto Porter, yeah. Other than that, it's, it's kind of tough. Do you think that they trade Bradley Beal? Because I don't see how they can right now. I think if they're smart, they trade him immediately. Wow. You're 22 and 31 in the East. And yeah. your star franchise like player that you cannot trade just Torres Achilles. That's true. Who it's- was also coming off surgery for like he- bone heel spurs or something like that. Yeah. I'm sorry. The next year and a half are a wash. I feel like this is like when KP tore his ACL. It was like, all right, this season's over and next season's over. Yeah, and yeah, he he's a quick guard too, so it's going to take him a while to get back to that speed. Big time. You know, going back to Bradley Beal, I think you're right. I think if they want to do this the right way, I think getting you know trading Bradley Beal now, while I mean he's having a crazy good year. He's got to be an all-star, right? Has to. Um, if he, I think this is the time to get rid of – I mean, not even get rid of him. I think this is the time – that's putting it as if, like, he's having a bad year. But, like, this is the time to maximize his, you know, 
just his worth in the NBA. So I think this is the time for them to maybe at least explore what you could get for him. Because, I mean, let's be real. You know their phone's been ringing ever since the beginning of the year. Yeah. So it's like start entertaining some of these offers, Big Earn. Ernie Grunfeld. Yeah. No, I definitely think you're right. I'm not sure what teams are going to be giving up for him, but he's he's a, a great player. And I think it sticks to that. Hey, like, why doesn't like a small market team try to, you know, trade for this guy and try to keep him around there? Yeah, that, that is true. He's, he, like, he's on a very manageable deal. For the numbers that he's putting up and the way that he's been playing, I mean, he's, they were dead in the water like a while back and they kind of made a run. But I have since fallen off again. But I think he's been the main, you know, proponent of that as well. I would love to see the Nuggets make a lot like a surprise move. Yeah, the Nuggets? I would love it. Oh, I don't know if I would break up that team. Dude, they're sitting on a lot of assets. Michael Porter Jr. hasn't yeah. played. What the hell is he? Before he plays, you can get something of value from him. Oh, I I like it. Yeah, get get trade him a first rounder. Maybe like... I like Jamal Murray. I, I would keep him there, but maybe um, yeah, Gary Harris. Maybe Gary Harris. Wow, you put him in that lineup. See what I mean? I mean, he's just a point center. They don't have a true point guard. And even if you want to say that that they're going to have one, isn't Isaiah Thomas coming back soon? Yeah, I think he is coming back soon, but you can't he doesn't really. On him. Yeah, he hasn't played well in a few years now. But. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to see – I mean, I, I like them as a team, but I have a feeling they're going to be the typical Denver Nuggets, like a good regular season team, easy out in the playoffs. Yeah, I think so too. I think you're right, but I hope not. And, you know, you know, speaking of, you know, point guards and the Nuggets, I do hear two names that are kind of linked to them that were okay. actually mentioned in the same trade today. That was turned down, which was uh, this Kyle Lowry and Valachunas being sent over from Toronto to the Grizzlies for Mike Conley and Marcus Soul. Ooh. It's such a weird trade, right? Like, when I That's... read those names, I'm like, wait, what the fuck's going on? Like, what are, what's each team trying to do here? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a little interesting. I feel it's like the all-in move by the Raptors. You think? Like I, I, I guess you're right. Like, is it really that much of an upgrade? Yeah, I mean, Lowry's kind of having an off year. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. That's tough because now you're on. Now you got Gasol, who can opt in next year. So now you could have this crazy cap hold for an aging center. Yep. And Conley still has a year or two left. Of a lot of money. But, I mean, yeah. so, so does Kyle Lowry. Lowry has a huge contract, too. Yeah. But, I mean, from the Grizzlies' standpoint, I kind of feel like they're maybe trying to rebuild. So, it, to get rid of two assets like that, to just bring in another huge contract and Balachunas, like, 
I'd be like, that's the exact opposite of what we want to do here. Yeah, I feel like that doesn't really move the needle for the Grizzlies at all. Yeah, like either one way or the other, you know, it's not like they're going to get these two and then like all of a sudden be contenders. And they're going to be doing exactly what they're doing now, you know, like just hanging in games, maybe winning a few and not getting into that top five pick, you know, which is not what they want to do. Yeah. But like if you're the Raptors, like what are you thinking here? Like if you're the Raptors GM, what are you thinking about trying to move Kyle Lowry and Valchunas? If I'm the Raptors GM, I'm hanging up that phone call and I'm calling up Dell Demps immediately. <laughs> I'm offering Pascal Siakam, Ananubi, Van Fleet. I'll offer a bunch of my young dudes. I throw in Lowry. I don't care. I'm going. If I'm going all in, I'm not sure as hell not going all in with Conley and Gasol. I'm yeah. Going all in with Anthony Davis and Kawhi trying to score on that front court. Damn. Can you imagine that? Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard. I mean, and honestly, if Anthony Davis does go there, I think it brings up the possibility of Kawhi Leonard like really signing back there. I'm saying, I mean, if I'm going all in, I'm going all in. Dude, and this guy, you're, what, how, who's the GM of the – I can't even say his name. Of Ujiri. Yeah, he's been known to fuck a few other GMs in trades, so – I wouldn't I be the next, really. Yeah, I don't need the next. But I wouldn't be shocked if he pulled a fast one on um, the Pelicans. But, like, why do you – if you're the Raptors, you're playing so well now. Why would you really break up, you know, this whole team to, to bring in, you know, like a Conley and Gasol that could kind of throw things off? Yeah, that does that, – that is a weird, like, mix. Especially because you got to think about it. Their main lineup is a Baca at the five. Yeah. And we've seen a Baca at the four, and, like, he's not really a stretch four. Yeah. You know, like, I don't think he really fits in that lineup like you were saying. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought that was really interesting, and and it's kind of makes you really think that, like, all these guys that we just named are kind of available in other trades. Which, I mean, definitely leads to, you know, something coming from Twitter from The Athletic that, uh, you know, the Grizzlies are in strong talks with, you know, the Charlotte Hornets about trading for Marc Gasol. Wow. Yeah. I think that's a pretty huge move for, for Charlotte, to be honest. That, that's a typical move for Charlotte. Like You, you think? Yeah, of course. Let's get a 35-year-old Marcus Gasol who's going to opt in to $20 million next year. We'll give Kemba 250 or some absurd <laughs> max contract number so he doesn't leave. Yeah. And be a 6C for the rest of our lives. Uh, I mean, yeah, but, like, I guess I, I'm thinking of the way, like, who else are you getting to go there? No, that is true. Like, you're going to have to trade for people to go there. You're not going to be able to, you know, sign people unless you're signing, like, you're overpaying for players like Marvin Williams, you know, or Nicholas Batum. Which maybe just hit on one of these overpays. Yeah, they really haven't. <laughs> Bismack Biombo, Like, really? Well, he, he had, like, what, one good playoff? And they were like, ah, oh, fuck it. We'll just give you, like, $60 million. Yeah, ridiculous. 
He can't even dribble a basketball, I don't think. I actually – I want to say Orlando was the team that gave him that big salary, but Ooh, still, I think you're right. I think you're right. They still got him back. I mean, Biombo was on the Bobcats. Yeah. I, I don't think he's a guy that I want around on my team twice. So now, question for you. You know, I know I just read that Marcus Gasol trade to Charlotte. What do you think Charlotte gives up to get him? Uh, you you gotta figure that it's gotta be some of the young guys, right? Like, there's no. I don't think the Grizzlies are taking older players. Yeah, I'm. But who's the maybe Monk, Frank? Do you really want Frank Kaminsky? No, not yeah. at all. <laughs> I think you take a flyer on Malik Monk, though. I would take I a flyer on Malik. Monk. Yeah, and maybe Miles Bridges because that dude could dunk. And I like. I actually like the way that he plays. If I'm Charlotte and they want and they counter with Miles, I'm hanging up. You think? I mean, he hasn't really played that well, but it, it just depends on what they want to do. Like. Like, do they – what is – like, I guess, you know, we like to say, like, going all in. What does that mean for the Bobcats? Like, do they legitimately think that they can go <coughs> and win My friend. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had a couple of beers before. I'm already fucking <laughs> the whole. – I'm sorry to all the Bobcat, whatever, Hornet, all these fans, I'm sorry. That was a mistake on my part. But going back. One thing. This is, uh, this is definitely how you lose those creds from Perry and Mills. I know. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. The New Yorker, I make things work. Don't worry about it. There you go. But, yeah, I, I definitely think that um, – Jesus, now you got me all mixed up. The Hornets – have a have a chance to land this guy. And I don't. I mean, if you if you package Malik Monk, do you go Malik Monk and Bridges for Gasol? But you got to match salary. So who's going in there as a big salary? I mean, you Batum. True. I mean, Marvin Williams. You got. I guess you got to find someone that has an expiring deal. Man, that Batum contract is bad, huh? Yeah, it's big time. So that, that that's like an Ernie Grunfeld type move, huh? But it's it's exactly what you said like five minutes ago. Like they they wanted to make a splash. They had to overpay for a dude, and they overpaid for Batum. Unfortunately, it was like three years like too late. <clears throat> yeah, it didn't really work out. Yeah, I think that you could say the same thing for Marvin Williams as well. Pretty sure he was homegrown there, right? No, was he on the Hawks? Yes, you're right about that. He was on the Hawks, and I think he got. I think he went somewhere else too, and then he got the deal from the Hornet slash Bobcats slash whatever. You know what though? He's a Tar Heel. I'm pretty sure he's like a top five pick. I think you're right, which is pretty embarrassing that he's had such a shitty career. Yeah, it's a little fucked up. Oh man, but this. Trade deadline, man. This is where all the names start coming around. People start moving. It's going to be fun. Hopefully our Knicks do something, too. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't understand why we even suited up DeAndre and Wes, but 
We still lost, which is good. Yeah, but I, we're starting all three guys tonight. So that should be interesting. Can't wait till we win, idiots. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. But speaking of tonight's games, we do have some audio from the Lakers and Pacers game. Let's see if you guys could hear this. Everybody's got to hit the glass. I, I, I really do. I think one of the things you can do against the Lakers is you can offensive rebound them, but most importantly, you have to transition back for defensive purposes to force them to play through your defense. Brandon Ingram in his third year to do. The fans in the background. Give it to them. Chanting, Bron's going to trade you while, while Brandon Ingram was shooting free throws. That's just embarrassing. Oh, horrible. But very creative by the Indiana fan base. I want to give, uh, I want to pull one out for the Pacers fans. They've had a rough year. Uh, no. Give it to the Lakers. I agree. Very creative. And if that was me, I would definitely miss both free throws because I would not stop laughing. Yeah, he's still sunk to free throws, which I'm a little impressed by. Never mind. Don't trade him. Keep him on the roster. He's got what it takes. <laughs> he's got the clutch gene. He's got the clutch gene. Guarantee you, he signs with clutch sports, too. Ooh. Ooh, a little foreshadowing. Okay. There you go. All right, man. Any last thoughts on this deadline? Uh, I want something like out of left field. Yeah. I want another, like, holy shit, Porzingis was traded. And I think we're going to get that, too. What do you think? If we uh, are so. over under on 10 trades, what are you doing? Ooh. Uh, I'm going under. Okay. And I'm going to I'm going another prediction. No Anthony Davis moving by the deadline. Ooh. Okay. So I think we're going to have a lot of hype. It'll be under 10 trades and Davis is staying put. Wow. All right. What do you think? I think you're right about AD not being moved, but I do think there'll be more than 10 trades. Okay. I like it. I think we're going to see some teams really go for it this year. I don't want to do a goddamn thing at work on Thursday. So trade away, baby. Trade away. All right, Taylor, take us away.